0: Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. Your, your beer opening today was like uh, was like a well-trained Labrador taking a treat from your hands.
0: Just delicate, <laughs> deliberate, <laughs> excited right,
1: uh no, I'm doing really well i'm I'm busy I'm busy we are and it's not normal busy.
0: It's unusual that you're busy and it's unusual that you're working a lot it, It's not unusual that I'm busy
1: uh, but this is a different kind of busy. We are moving we're moving our law firm, so my my law firm is merging with another law firm, and this is the week we're moving physically moving locations mm. which is a lot it's a lot um you know, IT and furniture and copiers. Legal textbooks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. The, the law <laughs> library that is in every law firm. The law library. Yeah. We, you know, it's interesting. We, we actually are maybe going to get rid of the law library because little known fact, you've got to pay property taxes on your business property. And our biz- law library is worth a lot of money. <laughs> even though we can't sell it because no one wants it because it's 2022. And so, yeah, we just today
0: talked about getting rid of the law library. If you're willing to donate it, I would be willing to put a law library on this wall, and then our background would always be your law, law library. Yeah,
1: we should do that. It Sam would probably would, help
0: with acoustics. Sam would be medium about it, but I'm <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the prospect. So, yeah, there's just a
1: lot going on. I mean, it's different than and, and right. We can't... We didn't get the option to take the week off otherwise. So we're still working at a trial today of depositions tomorrow and Thursday.
0: Why didn't you just hire movers? Oh, we did. But you still have
1: to pack stuff up, right? The movers don't pack things up for you.
0: You can pay movers to pack things.
1: You can, but it's not the greatest idea, especially with, like, secure information. Anyway, we didn't. And so here we are. We're just... Your loss. Here we are. We're doing it. We're going to be out. Monday morning, new office downtown, high rise tower.
0: Whoop whoop, nice. I mean, did you, it's did not you get high the high rise? But. Did you get a corner office?
1: Uh, I, you better fucking believe I got a corner office.
0: Well, I didn't know if maybe like your suite was like in the middle of the building versus mm. in the, like, one of the corners.
1: We are in the middle. We technically have two corners, but the way it's it's laid out, we have three corners. So all of the named partners have a corner office. It's like big pimpin', man. This is like i nice. made it yeah 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 i mean nothing changes but
0: no you're in the same work except now you have to use an elevator <laughs> That's which sucks precisely yes yeah. but yeah how are you man good i uh you know as usual I'm at the tail end of my weekend had a good weekend got a lot done i'm really good though because i made burrilla tacos for dinner oh yeah nice Dude, those are the truth. So, for those unfamiliar, Berea tacos, B I R R I A tacos. And Berea is a a South and Central American meat stew. Mm -hmm. But the taco version, you make the meat stew and then you use the consomme or the cooking liquid. You dunk the tortilla in it and you crisp the tortilla on the grill. Then you put the meat in with some cheese and some cilantro and onion, and it's kind of like a quesadilla. It is so good.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. There's a couple places in Portland that serve
0: birria tacos. No, it's barilla.
1: And tortilla. Yeah.
0: yeah. <clears throat> uh, so that's what I have for dinner tonight. So I'm like still riding that really yummy food oh, yeah. train, and I'm I'm good. I got the boat into the shop today. Yeah, I think? saw the boat wasn't here. Yeah, I, I I exhausted my capacity and inclination for marine motor repair, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, fuck it. And I took it to them, and they're like, all right, well, it'll be a couple of weeks. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Can you leave your credit card on stock or on file with us? They didn't ask for that, but I did have to leave the boat there. Oh well. As these things go, so they do consignment sales. So I don't know really what my threshold is for a quote against just selling a. Yeah, I mean, what if it's a thousand dollars? Oh yeah, if it's a thousand dollars, it's nothing. Okay, good, good, good. good. If it's ten thousand dollars, like, I'm just, just going to buy a new a, boat. I'm just going to buy a new motor because yeah. that's the thing. I think the threshold for repair is about three, yeah, maybe five thousand dollars. Yeah. Because like north of that, I can just get a new outboard and like a brand new outboard and be good. Well, so this is the best time of the year to have a boat and I am, and the time you don't, which is sad. Is sitting on a blacktop lot. Um.
1: Well, very good. Andrew, I'm going to move us along because we are talking about watches tonight.
0: We are. And we're talking about a lot of watches tonight.
1: We're going to talk about a whole bunch of maybe, I mean, this is going to be like a in just in terms of the amount of watches we're talking about, maybe one of our biggest episodes ever. Perhaps. Perhaps. This is a show idea that came from a longtime listener, uh, someone who's been listening to the show for at least, at this point, three episodes, three years. Uh, his name is Brian. I He's got a private Instagram and he's not like uh, in in the, in the the Instagram game. So I'm going to not identify him further than that. But Brian, thanks for the show idea. Great idea. Andrew, without further ado, do you want to tell us what we're talking about tonight?
0: I will. And I, I, I'm i going to preface this with saying this was a hard.
1: Uh, it's pronounced preface.
0: Yeah. I'm going to preface this. Back of head, maybe. Preface this with, this was a hard topic for me. And now I'm going to introduce a topic. <laughs> <laughs> then and now. Watch as I wanted then against watches I wanted now with them being replacement. I ish ish. Yeah. Right. It's not one for one exactly, but it's certainly like, Oh, I used to really like this watch. And then I found this watch. This is what I would and get they, instead of that they, today. Exactly. They do kind of the same thing. This is what I would get instead of that. And that was hard for me. Cause I've, I like all watches basically. Um, but when I want a watch, I want that watch. Yeah. And it was hard for me to find watches where I was really like, okay, I don't actually want that watch anymore. But this is a watch that I do want. That functionally replaces that watch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I went back and looked at, you know. Um, what my tastes were mm-hmm. in 2018, you know, when we started doing this and um, it kind of just explored the kind of watches I was interested in at the time and what I was feeling and w- was struck by how much is the same. A lot of those watches that I wanted in 2018, I'm still like, yeah, it's cool as shit. I'd wear that today. Uh, haven't gotten all of them. M- most of them, perhaps. Many, even.
0: yeah. Uh, or... Having tried them and realized no, this isn't for me. I don't want this. Or for me, my problem was that's not even a feel, style, function of watch that I'm even remotely interested in anymore.
1: Sure. Well, with with that in mind, I think it's probably best just to kind of go through our picks. We've got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got so six total. Six total then and now combos, six total pairings, mm-hmm. twelve total watches, three for each of us. Yeah. So we're gonna move through them. And then and then I think it'd be nice at the end of this to kind of summarize, you know, w- what's changed generally. Not not just with the watches we're looking at in the show, but generally how have you developed in your watch, in your watch desiring tendencies. Andrew, yeah. do you, you want to kick us off with Ooh.
0: your first pairing, your first
1: <clears throat> then and
0: now? I going to start with my first then. And my first then is the box hawk amphibia and and if i'm being r- super fair and honest this is still a watch that i dig mm-hmm. it's not a watch i think i'd buy anymore like if i if i came across one at a pawn shop for like 20 bucks sure i'd pick it up If someone offered me one i'd buy it i'm not gonna spend north of 50 dollars on this watch because mm-hmm. i know this watch I know it's super cool. Mm-hmm. It's a technological masterpiece. It's a low level masterpiece, right? We're not talking, you know, one of the high artist masterpieces, but we're talking something really cool. Well, it's, well, what's your what's your now? It's. But, but, was, I want to talk about this because it's a cool well, watch. Well, let's compare it so, okay. after the fact. I want
1: to know your now. I want to know both watches so I have my, context. So my now
0: is the Doxa three hundred T. Aha, uh-huh. aha.
1: Uh-huh. Well, so that's interesting. Did you find that most of your now watches were more money than your then watches? Yes. I don't think it's true for my selections today, but I did find generally speaking, as I thought about this, my, my tastes have gotten more expensive, which I think is to be expected. I think that, that we talk about that in this hobby quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two... So very different,
0: but also pretty similar watches. Super similar watches. Very vintage feeling. Right? Mm-hmm. They have not changed since their introduction. Did
1: you say three hundred T?
0: Yeah, yeah. the The Caribbean. If you're super I, I rem- interested,
1: I remember this. We talked about this watch recently.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, it's not a watch I ever thought that I was going to want, and I've spent some time looking at it and. It's a watch that I want. But both both of them do the same thing, right? They're prospect, vintage, classically styled divers.
1: Totally, that 60s, 70s kind of look. Both have it, Tonneau cases. They're
0: both they're unchanged. Well, I guess the Vostok, depending the, on the case. The but. the O nine oh is the is what I wanted, which is that Tonneau Barrel y the same as the Doxa case. Mm-hmm. They're, they're contemporaries in that they were introduced at about the same time. Rel- rel- relatively, yeah. And have never changed. <laughs> you know, technology advances. The Talk <coughs> has not. The Doxa has, but eh, eh, ish. Mm-hmm. Ish. And for me, it's not the money that makes the Doxa more attractive to me. It's the, I just like this watch more. It's not as quirky. It's not as weird, and and maybe my the change is like part of the charm of the Vostok is that it's Soviet mm-hmm. and quirky. It's kind of broken from the moment you get it, but it still <laughs> works. Uh, and, and there's plenty of other vintage inspired or not even it, yeah vintage inspired dive watches out there but none of them have quite the same heritage as Doxa or even Vostok yeah in that the the lineage is unchanged right this is pure bloodlines From the beginning.
1: Well, Doxa maybe, maybe not quite as much, certainly Vostok, but well, both of them have their stories. So yeah, I mean,
0: it's, it's there. I mean, and there's, you know, there's, there's bumps in the road and hiccups, but none come to mind that are quite the same. Yeah. And they do very much the same thing. But mine now is the 300 T to fill that seventies feel diver void.
1: Sure, I, I like that. I think that's a bit more on the nose than most of my picks are. Um, I, I really appreciate it for that, actually, because it's really sort of uh, it, it, on the nose is the word that is the phrase that's coming back to me. Uh, I, and and actually, I'll just say not, not to critique your your selections uh, because it's not my intent here. The nice thing about those two watches is to the extent that you can get your Ducks a 300T at some point, you can happily have both of them for, for almost yes. nothing. If you start with the 300T, you can have both of those for almost nothing.
0: Of note, though, when I was I was thinking about this episode, I went to AM Diver, who does did custom scuba dudes. They still do all... That's where I bought my scuba dude. They still do all Vostok cases and... They don't have any scuba dudes.
1: They're just the AM diver dials at this point.
0: Just AM diver dials.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and you can still buy, I mean, you can still buy Vostok. So Maradon, eBay. But yeah, that's interesting. Or on Amazon. You I can still get that. them.
0: But um, the scuba dude that I liked was the black <laughs> dial with the big orange scuba dude. It's a little bit harder to find. Still hundred bucks. So I'm going to. More than I'm willing to pay.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do my first one, and, and I'm gonna go out of order because I wanna. I wanna disorient you.
0: Mm-hmm. You would do that.
1: Uh, I'm gonna start with my then pick.
0: Mm, of course you would.
1: Skurfa diver one. Okay. And without saying anything about that, I'm gonna give you my now pick: the marathon pilot navigator. Now, when you first saw this pick, Andrew, you objected.
0: I still, I continue to object because one goes under the water, one goes in the sky. It is inherently not a one-for-one then and now. So let me explain my thinking. It's like I used to like the Camry, but now I like the Raptor. (laughs) I used to want a
1: Camry, but now I want a a dual outboard uh, (laughs) ski boat. Uh, so, So I'll explain it this way. The... As I was getting into collecting, so let's say 2016, 2017, I was really attracted to the Scurfa watch. And, and I still am. Let's be let's be clear. I don't dislike the Scurfa diver one watch.
0: The D1 is one of my favorite dive watches I've ever worn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's it's a great watch. Uh the, the diver one, kind of the OG. I really like this watch, but the thing that attracted to me, the thing I was attracted about this watch is it's kind of a no-nonsense design by a diver made for, you know, a commercial diver. This is a commercial diving watch. It doesn't have any nonsense to it. It's highly functional, built for harsh environments, also intended to be beautiful and to wear well. Quartz, movement, kind of just a no-nonsense. No frills. No frills. Dive watch made for divers. I, that's, I think that's the, the <clears throat> thing about the scurfa that I find attractive made by a diver for divers gets used in diving who who, a diver who's also like obviously a watch nerd because you don't actually need watches for diving. So that's, that's kind of what was the appeal to me for the scruff diver one. Now let's go to the marathon pilot navigator. This was a watch. I think that was commissioned for Kelly air force base sometime in the eighties. So Kelly air force base said, Hey, we need a watch for paratroopers. And Marathon designed this watch for, based on that request, it was issued. It is almost, almost the exact same, maybe not exact, but a very similar thing to the Scurfa in that it was designed to be functional. It was designed to be, to do the job. It was designed to do a job. This is a tool watch. To the very essence of what we mean, what we mean when we say that. Mm-hmm. I think what what actually you can take away from this then and now is the tool <laughs> tool. It is the update to my tastes, right? This I think this is emblematic of how I've evolved. I used to think the scurfa, the Seiko looking sort of. No BS silver bracelet watch, divers mega water resistance was awesome. And now I think this quirky plastic dual, uh, you know, bi-directional friction bezel 50 meter paratrooper watch is the shit. I would wear these two watches the same way right Mm -hmm. my skirt if i bought a skirt i would wear it as my kick around doing hard shit watch and if i bought a navigator i would wear it as my doing hard shit kick around watch Mm -hmm. turns out i don't even scuba dive andrew what (laughs) turns out i looked i reviewed the records i don't scuba dive
0: i've scuba dived have you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I never have. I my did, mouth was super sore afterward.
1: I did a one-hour class in a swimming pool, and I also had a tough time with my mouth. Like, my
0: jaw hurt. We must have done that together. Did you do in college with me? Maybe. at I did it at the wreck. Yeah, did you we above? did it together. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Memories. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, uh, you, you know, on the one hand, you have serious... 316 l
0: i believe which is the shit right like that's the top of the line that's the thing and then on the other hand you have resin
1: what i've said is i've made a note here playful plastic (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i meant when i read that but (laughs) you know also serious but in my mind less so i kind of like that you're in on the joke when you wear that watch I mean, it's not a joke. It's a serious watch. It's a paratrooper watch. But I kind of, I also kind of
0: like that you're in on the joke. Like, I'm wearing this cool fucking military plastic watch from the 80s. That has an NSN which is a cool thing. Yes. The NSM being the national stock number, which means theoretically, if you had a supply sergeant who was willing to take a risk, you could order it <laughs> through the army supply system. They are not willing to take risks. Don't nobody S- want to take that risk. Cause they spend it like speaking. it's their money. It's not their money. It's my money, but they manage it. So <clears throat> I think that's, I, I, I still take issue with this. As a, you, that you don't
1: like how different the watches are. But I think my my explanation the, idea, the speaks explanation
0: for makes it a little bit more palatable. I'm out of the box okay you are out of the box it's still a tool watch and that's kind of that's what's grounding me right here and making me accept this position is that the scurf is tool watch and the scurf is cool as fuck the marathon's a tool watch it's cool, as cool. Fuck. but I think I think your your position on you know the 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 water resistance all steel. Moving to quirky plastic is is an acceptable then-and-now position to take. What do you got? Mine's a bit of a cheat. (laughs) It's going to start there. (laughs) My then. is the fairer lander for. GMT. Yeah. Forehand. No bezel. Just a clean... GMT. My now, it's the Monta Atlas.
1: Mm. And the I reason, see what you mean by a
0: cheat. The but the reason it's a then and now is because these were two watches that I was kind of stuck between. I it was it was a hard choice because I I was when you bought your Atlas, you when I were the still Atlas, there. Yeah, I was still there. I was in that. What choice do I make? And now I. Over a year later, I'm doing the, like, okay, so I made this transition or this decision. What do I think? And I think I made the right decision. Yeah. What? And and the big decision, the, the decision point for me is the case shape, right? They're both super boring, forehand GMTs, with a date. Mhm. The blue is slightly different. Color schemes a little different. Yeah. But generally these are the same.
1: Yeah, and that Lander 4, I mean let, let's just say for the sake of for the sake of the show, the color on the dial of the Lander 4 is one of the all-time great dial colors in
0: uh, ever. It, Ferrers if, color If schemes. not just
1: microbrand watches, certainly, well, if if not all of watches certainly microbrand watches that dial is Delicious.
0: Ferrer's colors are next level. I wish they would figure out a way to temper them because mm-hmm. I don't need 100 colors, right? The, in the Lander 4, in this iteration, that blue dial with the orange hands is their best execution of color, I think. But so many of their watches have like six colors on them. That's sure. too many. Yeah. I, like if I want to sew labs, I want to sew labs. I don't want that in a not so laps watch in this is in my mind the iconic fair watch the decision point for me was the case
1: mm-hmm.
0: The Lander 4 looks like a dress watch
1: it's got those narrow lugs it's got, really exactly. elegant
0: narrow thin and w- which the Atlas also has it's got great sweeping lines but the lander is a dress watch with a fourth hand and I wanted a sport watch mm-hmm. and I still to this day, Want a sport watch
1: all because all of your watches are sport watch. We know that to be true.
0: That's what I want. That's the feel that I want. (laughs) That's what I like. And the more boring, the more better. So give me the same case scaled in different sizes, black or white and an occasional blue. But this was this is a then and now choice where it could easily go the other way.
1: Yeah, well, I don't, I mean, this isn't the, this isn't the, like, clear price differentiation, you know, it's not, I mean, there is a difference in 500
0: bucks more. I mean, I I paid more money to get.
1: But, but really you, you, I mean, there's no, nothing against the Lander 4, right? It's not a cheap watch. It's not an expensive, like this is a fantastic watch. So this is actually a physical evolution of your tastes, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate.
0: Yeah. And I I still very much like Lander Four, and if I ever had like fifteen hundred bucks sitting around, I was like, well, I know what do I want to do with this? The Lander Four would would be a choice. I probably wouldn't get the blue. Oh yeah, I I think I'd, I'd go with the uh, the midnight. All right, it's got a little little bit more color because I can I, I don't need it. I can have a little bit of fun in that. But yeah, that was my that would that was a a very real. Decision point then and now. Then the decision was between the two. And now I'm very satisfied with the atlas.
1: And and, and you 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 know kind of know more about what you'd want.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, next up for me.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, are you not are you not done? No, fuck me. <laughs> I'm done. What's what do you have next up, Steinhardt
1: Ocean GMT this is a watch I really wanted. I can actually remember being in the kitchen of my old house talking to Kim about this watch and saying you know I think that this is kind of where I'm at with watches uh, this is a GMT watch mm-hmm. uh, you know if you look at it you'll notice some similarities to other famous watches at, at least at least one um, specifically the hmm. one with the ghosty bezel. I liked I was I was just into this watch. Um not particularly expensive. I think, you know, 750 something like that is where it was at. Um, but I was I was pretty enamored by this watch at the time and the Ocean One GMT. Uh the Ocean GMT if you if you google Ocean GMT ghost bezel, you'll see the watch I'm talking about. Um it's got like a gray sort of faded tropical bezel. Uh my now And this was an easy pick. I knew immediately what it was, what I would get instead. The Christopher Ward Aquitaine C65 GMT. Yeah. Uh, And I I picked these two watches, not because it was actually like a decision point or whatever, because I've never really considered buying an Aquitaine, but I did at some point very, very definitely consider buying the Steinhardt. And... Frankly, it's one of the watches that I wanted that I realize now I wouldn't have liked. I probably would have sold this watch. Um, Primarily because it's an homage, and I'm going to use finger quotes for that. And by that, I mean, in my mind, I think that this is, for for my own tastes, too close to the original (laughs) to be something I would enjoy wearing. Um,
0: You would have enjoyed it for the moment.
1: I probably would have, and then I would have sold it, and I, and I wouldn't have loved this watch. I'm sure of it. Uh, for my part, the Aquitaine does the same things as the Steinhardt. Certainly more expensive, right? No doubt about it, the Aquitaine is twice as much as that, as that Steinhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, you get a better movement. You get a fantastic manufacturer. Steinhardts are very well built. I've handled them. They're super nice watches, but they're not over the top, right? The I mean, they're nice. The, the the Aquitains are really good, really good, and I appreciate that. Give me a better watch. Give me details that most people, many people don't care about. Give me that stuff. I want that. Mm-hmm. Feel, you, you know, Christopher Ward fixed a lot of Jorgen. Mike, working together, fixed some of my main objections to the C63. Mm-hmm. You, you know, in particular, that bracelet is so good. Um, but but really, when we talk about the delta between these two, Christopher Ward's doing its thing. S- and, and in a way that Steinhardt's not.
0: Yes. And that's a- the important differentiation there.
1: That's what I want. That's what I want. I want a company doing its thing. And I want to watch that it was created as its own thing. I think it's very, very obvious that the sea Land or that the Aquitains are homages, right? Mm-hmm. But they're homages in the way that word is actually defined in the dictionary.
0: Yes. And that's what I like. Inspired by tributes to, Correct. not copies of.
1: Correct. And, and so that's, I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a, a cheap pick here and certainly I'm not trying to take the piss out of anybody's watch choices but today in terms of my own personal evolution that's where I'm
0: at. In the way of your own personal evolution I, I remember early on when we would talk about Christopher Ward and the Light Catcher case is there ever a world that Steinhardt desiring Everett could imagine himself on a first name basis with Mike France? <laughs>
1: You know that's a good question. I, maybe not. That, that's pretty cool. It's fucking
0: bizarre. Andrew, we're cool. We're not.
1: No, you're right. We're not.
0: But we've tricked people into thinking that we could be. <laughs> that we could be, and then they meet us and they're like, "Yeah, they're all right. And it's, it's tolerable." I think that's a really interesting pick, and I th- and I think that's actually maybe the, um, the best then and now pick of our picks. Right? <laughs> we've got we've got six total. I th- The reason I think that's the best then and now pick is because I think the Steinhardt is a really typical new-to-the-watch world, new-to-the-hobby pick. Yeah. I think all of Steinhardt's line is because they're very... They're accessible. They're accessible. They're deliberate. Really well-made. R- really well-made. I'm not comfortable saying replica. No, it's not a replica. But, but, but they're they're also not copies. They're not rip-offs. They're but they're not homages. Yeah, they are some things.
1: And 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 let's be really clear. I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We don't have anything against those watches. I'm comfortable no. speaking with you, speaking for you on this, even though you're here. Speak for yourself. But I know for me, and I think you probably feel similar in this regard. I've gotten to a place where it's not something that I'm going to get joy out of.
0: Yeah. Because you want, if not that you want the real thing, right? But maybe you don't want the real thing. What, what, what I'm commenting on is that is the appreciation of the creativity of the design mm-hmm. of what Christopher Ward is doing. They're doing things that are uniquely Christopher Ward, right? They're taking cues and themes from these really iconic watches and they're using those as the framework to design their own thing. Yeah you recognize like oh, I see where this idea came from. I know why they did this this way. yeah, but they still did it their own way. And that's the difference I think, between a Steinhardt any line. In any Christopher Ward. Yeah, and I think that that that's why I would say that's the best pick. That shows the trajectory of. I want all the watches to. I want all the well designed, well thought out, cool watches.
1: It's maybe the cleanest comparison between between our w- between our six comparisons. It's cleanest, maybe easiest to digest. And it shows the the evolution. Andrew, can we take a quick, just a quick moment cuz i've got a call to action for people. Okay. If we were to pitch Mike France on coming back on the show, oh. w- what would you what would you want Mike France to talk about?
0: I'd like you to leave me a DM, slip into the D- slide into the DMs. Slide. Don't slip in. <laughs> Don't you slip, slip in, in, it's bad. Slide
1: into the DMs and tell me what you want to hear Mike France talk about if we were to pitch him on coming back on the show. Because that may happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna have an opportunity to pitch Mike to come back on the show. What do you want him to talk about? That's all that's our PSA. Call to action, slide he's, into the DMs. He's
0: gonna come back. We would if, like to have a good idea.
1: If you guys come up with good enough ideas, he may come back. <coughs> Andrew. Mm. Final, final pick, man. Have you done three
0: already? Uh, No, you started. Okay, yeah, so you have one after me. Okay. This one's akin.
1: (laughs) You did your thing where you kind of reached out to me and leaned in like, I need you to stick with me for a second.
0: This one is akin to your marathon pick. Okay. My then is the Citizen Nighthawk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a watch that I consider putting on my own list today.
0: It's a watch that I've almost bought more times than any other watch. I've almost bought it recently. Yeah, Full well knowing that I won't like it. That's how much I like this watch. You, You would like it. You wouldn't love it, though. I wouldn't wear it. Yeah. But full well knowing that I would not wear this watch, I've still almost bought it. My now. And my now is very recent a 39 millimeter Tudor ranger very recent very recent
1: I recently had a Tudor ranger in my hands on my wrist in front of my
0: camera would you like to go fuck yourself (laughs) so you (laughs) live a hundred feet from me yeah and you didn't bring it over the reason I didn't ask to see it is because I knew you were gonna be here today I had to give it back I only had it for about 48 hours and you live a hundred feet away from me.
1: I know you. We work
0: different schedules, Bubba. I'm sorry. I, 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 I. This is maybe an unforgivable thing.
1: <laughs> so we may talk about the 39 millimeter Tudor Ranger every single episode that we ever do from now to the end of the time, because I think we're both totally
0: enamored smitten by that watch, smitten by it, not having not even seen it, mm-hmm. thanks to, uh, you know, a betrayal of unspeakable you know, proportions. Let me just say things,
1: say, say quickly what, what, before, before we move into your picks, cause we need to talk about your picks and why, and why you've picked them. Uh, I, I had the tutor. I posted it on Instagram just to sort of tease people. I've got this tutor in my hands and, you know, I get all the typical, like, did you buy or is it a loaner? You know? Uh, but also I got a lot of, are we in with tutor
0: that we're getting samples? It, it, <laughs> I also got a lot of,
1: you know, it seems a little boring to me. It seems like kind of a meh release to me. I got a lot of that kind of thing. And it it makes me, you know, these are people who I know and respect and like. And so I will try to say only nice things about those stupid comments.
0: Let's keep in mind that Tudor's last and most exciting <laughs> release was blue. It was the color <laughs> blue. And, you know, <laughs> I think that this watch is not supposed to be
1: exciting, right? This is... This is a watch that is defined by not being exciting, right? Because it's meant to take along on
0: exciting things. That's right.
1: This is a watch that's supposed to be simple, clean, legible, and I'll tell you, just sneak sneak preview it hit. It hit for me. I really liked it. I didn't get the bracelet, which is something that I lament a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that watch. And I and I think it lives up. I think it's great. So, your picks.
0: Um, I'm nothing alike, by the way. I'm entering the real estate market. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a house for sale in about seven days. I'll send everyone the link. <laughs> These two watches. They are not alike. Not alike. They are as dissimilar as the Diver 1 and the Navigator. Maybe more so. No. Certainly not more so. As The Nighthawk is this purpose-driven tool watch. Everything watch. It has way more functionality it, than anyone, anyone yeah. could possibly use. It's, a, it's the everything watch. It's an Apple watch.
1: It's a slide rule. It's a GMT. It, it's, it's got an alarm. It doesn't have an alarm. It doesn't have an but alarm. But it should.
0: But it could. It, yeah. Which, you wouldn't be surprised no if you find out it had one. It's wildly comfortable. Even for its size. Because it's a big watch. It's big. It's very comfortable. Its bracelet is off the hook. It wears big because it has to be. But it's a good big. It's a good big. It's a tool watch, though. It's a go anywhere, do everything tool watch. You're not going to be worried about damaging it. You're not going to be worried about losing it. It's just tool and you love it and that's what i see the new release of the tudor ranger as i always took issue with a 41 millimeter ranger
1: yeah me too
0: it was two millimeters too big to be a field tool watch i would i think even at 39 it's a it's it should be a 38 i think But at 39, this can be a super legible, super functional, perfect tool watch. And that's what I want. I want boring, functional tool watch. Really well made, cool shit. I don't want it to be exciting. I don't need airplane GMTs. They're cool. I like them. A lot of me wants them. But I don't need them. And yeah. when I'm thinking about a watch acquisition, when I'm thinking about a two watch acquisition, you know, I've I've worn the shit out of my summiteer. Mm-hmm. a 36 millimeter, no date, sport watch with 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 very little on the dial, with nothing, yeah, just enough to tell the time. You know, it's not like it's it's not the Movado, just a diamond at the twelve o'clock. But that's about how boring I want it.
1: Yeah. So so I, I see two really obvious takeaways. Uh, confirm or deny. One, you want a less complicated watch. Confirm. Two, you want a nicer finished watch. Confirm. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you know, you you mentioned that my, my uh, Steinhardt to Aquitaine was the best comparison. I think this might be the best comparison. I mean, I think that you really are able to draw a lot about it a lot about your taste of evolution from this, from this comparison.
0: Yeah. I, I still love the Nighthawk and I still love all the shit that the Nighthawk comes with. It's an Apple watch, yeah. but I want it to be boring when people are, uh, Oh, it's a kind of boring. No, that's what, that's the best that's part what it of is. it is. We don't need Easter on every watch i understand the trend for easter colors right now i get that it's there Mm -hmm. i don't understand it in that i why but i get that people like it no give me black i i could do with not the faux tina loom
1: yeah you you know it's i'm not a huge fan of faux tina loom as as you know uh, I, I found it to be tasteful
0: and inoffensive. If you put Trit on this like tritium tubes mm-hmm. on this and it, I mean then it'd be a ball and I think probably ball and Tudor are comparably finished. but
1: now I bet Tudor's better finished. I, I was really stunned by the finishing on this watch.
0: Hmm. I wish I could have seen it.
1: Yeah, you know we're talking about we're talking about very, very marginal returns. Uh, but I, I think, uh, yeah, I really like I really like those. those but that's picks.
0: my my then and now tool watch is is my my then was the Nighthawk, and my now tool watch is the Ranger. And honestly, like I kind of I kind of grappled with what the now is in the tool watch. You know, I'm thinking Pelagos, I'm thinking Ranger, I'm thinking, you know an explorer or or a ball even and I came to the ranger because it's so perfectly sized. It's it's just it's the one. That's the replacement tool watch for the Nighthawk.
1: Final pick, Everett, go. Do me. Uh this was my first this was my first one. So I I you know like I said, as we prepped for this, I kind of went back and looked at I went through my notes as we prepared for the show, like things I'd scribbled out and things I was just things I was interested in in 2018. That was that was actually my starting point, looking through my notes from 2018. And a watch that I saw come up a couple of times for myself, the Stova Marine Classic in the 40 millimeter iteration. Uh, you know, 40 and 20 is the name of the podcast. Obviously, when we started it. Uh, that was kind of w- at least where my head was at. And I think you were kind of the same, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, 40, 40 is, is the way. And,
0: and in fairness, 40 was kind of the smallest watches you could get at the time.
1: That's right. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what we were saying with that, that, that smaller is better at the time, or, or at least something like that. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't know what this watch is, you, you can Google it. It's a, it's a Marine watch, right? So mm-hmm. white dial Um, heat blue hands. Uh, I can't, I can't remember what you call these hands. I think they may be breguet hands, but, um, you you know, this is just a classic Marine watch, clean, legible, beautiful, well-finished. The stoves are fantastic. Right. Um, and I saw it and I was like, Ash, that's interesting. It keeps coming up. I wouldn't buy that watch today. A hundred percent. I'd never buy this watch. Not, not because it's bad. Uh, not because there's anything wrong with it, um, but I just know it's not from me. And Because it I, doesn't have a bracelet. Well, <laughs> well neither does this. Well, th- this next watch I'm going to pick, I probably wouldn't wear on a bracelet either. But he, here's my now pick. A 1950s Universal Genève pole router, 35 millimeters with a micro rotor. That's what I buy instead of the Stova. Um, more more expensive but not a ton more expensive. I mean you can get into a well in, into a good condition UG pull router for under two grand. Um, any of and the stoves I think are 1200. So
0: it, I found a 60s edition for 200 bucks. It's got five days left on eBay though. You so. should
1: buy that. Um, I should buy that. So, so oh yeah, it's gorgeous. That's gorgeous.
0: We've talked about the pull router recently.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I'll tell you the pull router is is a is an interesting watch because the pull router can meet a lot of things. I like the Genta twisted lugs. Yeah, classic sporty pull routers. I, I also like the pull router diver. I can't remember what they call that pull router sub. I think um, with the asymmetric case, but the pull router, the standard. Magenta, twisted lug pull router. I think is just a fucking stunning watch. They're affordable, right? And, and I say that now, and they're becoming, in the last year, significantly more expensive, maybe the last year and a half. So harder to get. So, so what's the difference, right? S- the Stova 40 millimeters, uh, kind of legit, uh, not a micro brand, but something in between, you know, big brand and micro brand they're kind of in that middle ground uh and the ug this like classic designer bona fide interesting movement i mean really micro rotors i love micro rotors small actually classic if i'm gonna get the marine classic watch or or i mean these obviously the pole rotter is not a marine watch but if i'm gonna get something in that vein I know what I want, and I, what I want is classic dress watch. And, and there's a couple of other watches you could sub in, maybe a, a vintage 60s Seamaster. I mean, there's a handful of things that you could sub in, but my instant reaction was, nope, I don't get that. I get a pull router. and And I think that this pick sort of displays another part of my collecting tendencies, which is the lesser-known kind of under-the-radar but totally legit, awesome watch. That's a not not hypey sleepers sleeper. This is my sleeper, a UG pull router from the fifties. That's a sleeper, man. Yeah, dope watch. That's a watch that look a, a watch dealer from New York is gonna see on your wrist and be like, "That's fucking cool."
0: At a distance. That's right. <laughs> At, like across the room, and it will approach you and be like. How much? That, that, yeah, like I'll a, buy it a, off your wrist. A
1: five foot two man with with a, like curled locks is going to be like,
0: <laughs> and a man bun. <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, what they look like now.
1: And and, and you know what? It, it, this was the easiest for me, right? Scuba diver, one marathon navigator. That's ah, an easy change. I, I could I go either way. Steinhardt Ocean One. Well, okay, I wouldn't go either way. But this one, it's just easy. Never buy the up, Buy the buy well, the UG and, every day.
0: And, and it's because the Stova, like it. it It's cool, but it's personalityless. That's kind of the issue I've had. I have with like Nomos and Westovas, and even Zen to some extent. There's nothing there. There's no. You're gonna make people mad. I, you know, I love those watches, but there's not personality there, there's or, not or at design least you're, you're not there's acquainted
1: not. with the personality in a way that that feels familiar. Maybe, maybe that's well, it. Well, I don't mean that as a criticism. It's no. just not an obvious personality.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it, because I I've, I, frankly don't see much of a difference between this marine and an easy reader.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's a reasonable thing.
1: I mean, the so same can be said for the pole router, maybe from a distance, but...
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, the pole router, at least the... You, you know, this example that I'm looking at oh, so with sector dial. sector dial, I mean, yeah. twisted lugs. There's a lot of design language there that comes with personality. And I don't I don't want like Easter, but I want design language unique to a brand. Yeah. I want to be able to recognize like, oh, I know whose work this is.
1: So, Andrew, if you had to summarize, if you had to summarize your... So not just with the watches you picked. You don't have to draw it directly from the inspiration of the episode. But if you had to summarize your general evolution in your collecting tendencies in 10 bullet points or less.
0: Mm. I think the biggest... Thing that has changed in my collecting tendency is I've gotten a lot more deliberate. The hunt has become a lot less, like my, my scope has narrowed. I don't necessarily know what I'm looking for, but once I grab a thread and I follow it, maybe, it, maybe another thread weaves in there, I still like all the watches.
1: Do you think but, that's do you think that's a byproduct of you being more familiar with the landscape? Or do you think that's a byproduct of you being more familiar with your own with your own desires?
0: It, I think it's with my own desires, right? Because the landscape is still endless. There are still even watches from major brands out there that I've never seen, never heard of. And I come across them and I'm like, oh shit
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Like you. But becoming familiar with what I want out of the watch has has been the refinement, mm-hmm. right? I know I don't generally want something over 40 millimeters. But if I come across something that's north of 40 in like a pilot iteration, I'm like, oh, it's a thin, it's a thin watch. It's got a short lug to lug. Might be a little slabby, but I'm okay with that. Just understanding what I'm looking at mm-hmm. has influenced what I want what else I now also recognize the value of finishing mm. that's a big one right it's it's yeah. hard it's hard to understand that you know when we started this and we're looking at sub300 dollar watches of which there are many mm-hmm. and of which many are awesome. When compared to more expensive watches, objectively, the finishing is just not as good. They could have the same movement in them and be a thousand dollars. Delta between them. And I'm comfortable with that thousand dollar difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an, interesting, that's an interesting observation, right? Like, we now, both of us, understand some of these hidden values. Like, why would I ever spend that when I can buy this? And we've both
0: gotten to places where we were like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, right. Like, well, even if you, if you spec them up side by side, objectively, these are the same watch. A three-hand with an SW200. Mm-hmm. let's not even say applied indices. Let's just say painted markers, right? We're not doing anything special. One's 300 and from whoever, and one's 1,500 and from a brand I know, right? Because that's a, that's important too, Brand brands you know and trust. Like I know their finishing is good. Mm-hmm. I've seen their finishing. I've compared it side by side to watches that are far more expensive and still their finishing comes close that finishing that the casework is, is yeah. really the, the delineation there. that casework. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are the big lessons learned for me. And then, and now
1: exercise, I told you 10 points or less. And then right after I said that, I counted my points. I've got 11. I got three. Yeah. But you, yours were all over the place. Uh, so one, obviously for me, I'm comfortable with more money, which is not to say all the watches I want are more money. In fact, going through my list today, the C65 obviously more money than the Steinhart, but the Stova and the and the UG maybe about the same, a little bit more for a UG probably. The
0: Vayer was on and off my list today as yeah.
1: now, yeah. Like it's not that I need to spend more money; it's just it's just that. I, but but generally speaking, my tastes have trended up. Uh quirkier designs. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more comfortable with the way I want watches to be weird than I was. Um I like very classic designs, especially underappreciated ones. Sizing I've changed. I, I like big watches and I like small watches. I like small watches really. And, and I and I like big watches today. I'm wearing a 43 millimeter white label Seiko diver today.
0: Shrouded case. <laughs> and like I, just a fucking fucking love it.
1: Um, I want nicer shit, man. I want nicer movements. I want nicer finishing. I want nicer shit. Uh, I know I want tapered bracelets, and I won't buy bracelets that are not tapered. That's a weird one. Uh, No, that's an important thing. Not into homages. Less into GMT, more into chronographs.
0: Mm, Mm. I find myself way less into chronographs and far more into... No bezel GMTs. Yeah, interesting.
1: Uh, more into cool movements. I, I've always kind of liked cool movements, but I'm even more into cool movements. And then finally, more into brand heritage than I ever imagined I'd be.
0: After I, we've had an entire episode talking shit on it.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm just. I can just admit that I'm more into it. I want that. And that's it. That was my I, eleven points. I,
0: I think the the brand heritage our episode was on, does it make it more valuable? Like, do you get to charge more, more money because your brand is older? I stand by our position that you don't, you shouldn't get to charge more money just because your brand is older. It doesn't make your brand more valuable. It does give you a deeper catalog to draw from. It's cool as shit to have an unchanged pilot's watch that's 70 years old that the only thing updated is the technology fueling it. Better finishing, better movements. Mm -hmm. You know, Doxa is the same way. I talk shit on Doxa a lot. Doxa has a watch. Yeah. And they made a brand around it with a deep catalog. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool as shit.
1: Yeah, and that you know the Jenny family, I think, is is making a run <laughs> at making that brand bigger. But
0: yeah, it's a good point. It's cool as shit because they they have a thing, works, and they're working it. And that's where brand heritage is valuable to me. Valuable to me. Yeah, it's even valuable in zombie brands, like Toxa. Yeah, well, or, or you know, take your pick of zombies. You know. Where they get access to this deep catalog of cool shit to bring forward, to update, and to innovate with, but still retain that coolness. Yeah. So. Did we do it? Did we do it? No, we never have. We never did
1: it. But I think we're going to stop talking about it anyway. We did our very best. (laughs) Andrew. It's your obligation every week to bring another thing that you're into right now. And I trust you've done so this week. What
0: do you got? I didn't come prepared. <laughs> so my other thing this week is something that I've been, I've used, I mean, I've only had it for a year or so, a hot tub. Fuck. I want a hot tub. So... I never, in my wildest dreams, could imagine myself buying a hot tub. They're expensive. They're hard to maintain. They take up space.
1: True, true, true.
0: False, false, true.
1: Okay. (laughs) Sure. They're cheap when you buy a house that has one.
0: Even when you... uh, their, but their maintenance costs. so the the upfront expense is there yes, except. actual cost of maintaining and difficulty of maintaining no negligible. some some YouTube videos and you got it right keep it a low-ish temperature. it's gonna run it has a cost but so does your dishwasher and you don't manually wash your dishes to save money. So mine is my hot tub. I love this thing. I've I've been using it this summer with the water temperature down. So it's not cold, right? I'm not taking cold baths. But I was popping in there at like 94 degrees, like just a little warm, like just soaking in it. It's terrific in the winter. Sitting on the jets, I'm telling you, like all the n- normal aches, that I had just ooze away. It's the most relaxing thing. The kids love it. It's like a perfect short date night activity. Like, you hey, just let's, let's go sit in the hot tub for 90 seconds, 30 two minutes. minutes at most. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two minutes. That, that, that's about my <laughs> 30 minutes. The jets are on a 30 minute timer. You're getting a little graphic. I'm just going to be honest. You're so, getting a little graphic. So I, I, I was looking at, Our hot tub, because our hot tub was bought by the previous owners of our house Mm. and clearly secondhand. And it was, and and I say that now because I was looking at some things, like to do some personal maintenance on it. And I was like, oh, that's broken, but fixed with bubble gum and paper clips.
1: This hot tub's clearly older than our house.
0: Yes. So I was like, oh, look at the prices of hot tubs. It's behind an email wall to get this brand of hot tub pricing. Which means you have to sign up for their newsletter to have access to their pricing. And at the top of their list, it's a $20,000 hot tub. And it's like, I'm totally cool with my fucked up hot tub. God damn. I get down to my, I get down to my model. I'm like, oh, 5,000. Okay. I'm like, that's oh whoa just the enjoyment i've gotten out of a year and a half of a hot tub made me emotionally acceptable to a five thousand dollar price tag yeah if if that's not the selling point of if you have space for it you will enjoy a hot tub and five thousand dollars will be like a shoulder shrug that should be it.
1: And used is an option. You can buy used hot tubs.
0: Yes. I've enjoyed my hot tub so much that $5,000 price tag. Brand new. Prompted me to not bat an eye. Yeah. That's my other thing. Did you buy another hot tub? No, I did not buy a new hot tub. Okay. Um, <laughs> but my other thing is just how much I love my fucking hot tub year round. I love your hot tub too. Yeah. I Every, use it. Everyone loves my hot tub. Yeah, My wife has girls nights at the house where they just all come in and sit in the hot tub. Yeah. It's a big hot tub, I dig it. It's a five person hot tub. The nice thing about this model, and it's, uh, so the model I have is a, um, it's a Sundance, why can't I see the model? A Montclair 780, it's probably about 15 to 18 years old. The nice part about this one is it has a lounge seat it's by design a seat to lay down in and the seat opposite it is also a seat but the jets are positioned such that it's a foot massager when you're laying down in the lounge seat nice. yes Um, but it gets year-round use and i love it it's super easy like maybe 30 minutes of youtube videos and like about water chemistry and about a week of tinkering trial and error. And then you're there and it's just tinkering, right? Cause everyone's water is different. You just tinker with it and use your test strips and tinker and use your test strips and hit it with some shock every time you use it. And it's just money. It's so easy to maintain. I don't know how much it costs.
1: Well, yeah. Electrically. Right. Cause yeah, that's, that's a, just, it's
0: always been there Yeah, in the house, but my power bill is not, It's less than it was in my old house, so, you know, that's a thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Andrew, I've got another thing. Do me. I I picked up about a week and a half ago. I picked up a small set of dog. Well, (laughs) my other so I got a dog. That's not my other thing. (laughs) Uh, My dog's name is Larry. He's amazing.
0: I forgot you had him. He scared if, the shit out of me when it went into your house the other day.
1: If you DM me, I'll shoot you pics and you will love it. Larry's fantastic, but not my other thing. No, uh, about a week and a half ago, I was looking for something to do with the kids that wouldn't be super expensive and be kind of quick. And um, we've got within two miles of us, Andrew, within a mile of us, we've got or maybe a mile and a half. We've got two disc golf courses. And if you if you're they ex- both 18 holes, right? One of them's nine. If you expand the radius just a little bit further, we've got like ten disc golf courses within you know maybe twenty miles. And yeah. uh I've never played disc golf. That's not true. I played I, once. I played it with you. I played with Brian and Tommy and I you. was there yeah yes. We, yeah. yes. Uh, and I had only ever played once and and uh, you know, it's fine. It was fun. It's fun. I know how to throw a frisbee. Did so. you buy discs? I have now bought three sets of discs, three bags, yeah, you did. and I'm playing disc golf, man. I have been, so I'm not good. In fact, I'm the opposite of good. There's this app that I'm using called Udisc, and if you look at the scores for the course I play the most for the week, it's like 70 scores that have been entered in the last week, and I make up like eight of the last 10 scores, and I don't have anything above that. The yeah right so I'm I'm doing it's mostly transients that play at that <laughs> course too and they're good good transients. Yeah, uh, I uh I'm having a blast. So I, I've talked about this on the show, but I run, I run every day. I never miss a day.
0: Even when you had COVID,
1: even when I had COVID, I ran every single day. I I have not missed a day of running since Your October since yeah. October first, and before that I'd run three and a half years in a row without taking a day off. So I I injured my knee. I didn't run. And, and, you know, I'm like on something like five years of running without missing a day, except for when I had a torn meniscus. So I run. Uh, I When you
0: had surgery for your torn meniscus, because it wasn't just. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, you know, questionable decisions
1: aside. Um, I've been running while playing disc golf. And it takes me about a half hour to play 18 holes, maybe 35 minutes. And I'm basically running the entire time. Uh, I'm just loving it. Like, I, I think... So disc golf is cheap. It, it's not expensive. Most courses are free. Some courses have a very small fee. Um, But just go to the free ones. Discs are cheap. Go to Play It Against Sports or something. You can get a
0: full... Because tons of people pick up disc golf and they buy the full kit. And then they're like, this is actually really stupid hippie shit. I'm not going to continue to
1: do it. You You may not need a bag if you don't want one. You should um, get a bag because...
0: You, you should, need, and you I need have probably a, three discs,
1: and, and I have a bag. Um, but I don't. When I run, I don't carry the bag. Uh, I'm just loving it, man. I, I think it's super fun. It's, when you run, are you just taking one disc? I take two. Okay, yeah. You're playing a putter and a driver. A putter and a mid range. Okay, yeah. So, so it's it's different. I didn't really know what to expect, and and I've learned a bunch about this in a week and a half. But. I didn't really know what to expect. There's different discs. They go different distances. They have different shapes.
0: And weights. And
1: and some of them go left. Some of them go right. And, you know, you have overstable and understable. There's some jargon that's a little bit of a pain in the ass to sort through. Lots of jargon. Like any sport, there's lots of jargon. That wants to legitimize itself by
0: seeming cooler than it is. Right.
1: <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's a cynical way to talk about that. But yes, that's maybe not untrue. Uh, but once you kind of get through that initial, like, and it doesn't take very long, uh, man, I am loving it. I have played in a week and a half, I've played like 10 rounds. Um, and it's like this, there's no pressure. It's not, you know, it's not like golf where you've spent 80 bucks plus, you know, another 40 on balls and 30 on a cart and beer. Uh, it's super low pressure it's enjoyable you're outside you're exercising
0: you also can't drink on disc golf courses because they're at least in eugene all on parks property
1: vodka Nalgin go uh if you want i want silver bullets if you want silver bullet now Jean, go uh <laughs> except fair enough uh, uh but i uh, I don't. I don't know what to say about it, right? I'm not going to try to talk you into playing disc golf at home, but I think if you have courses, maybe just try it. If you've never tried it,
0: you can play with a frisbee. It's a fun activity.
1: Go, go, go somewhere, or go to Amazon and buy something—a a, mid-range or a putter. One of those two. If you if you just want to have one, now I will tell you, I have lost a bucket load of discs. I'm losing less. And I think as I move forward, I'll lose less, but I have probably lost about $80 in discs.
0: In a week and a half?
1: The course I play is very heavily
0: wooded. It is. I'm familiar with the course you play. You are very
1: familiar with the course I play as a law enforcement officer.
0: Uh we've, we've got s- we've not been able to find people in there with dogs and uh thermal optics it's
1: on blm land there's lots of trees there's lots of blackberries uh you can get lost there and and discs can get lost there but i think on a more open course you'd be less likely to lose discs anyway all that to say not expensive really fun super enjoyable you can do it with kids i've taken my nine and ten year old and they had a blast
0: they were talking mad shit on how good they were too
1: (laughs) not true i'm gonna tell you right now not true whatever they said not true i knew. I know, I know. Uh, but super fun, recommend. And Andrew, that's all I got. We're at an hour and ten. I feel like we could keep going. Probably. We could just talk about disc golf, or we could talk about transients
0: on BLM land. We could also circle back real quick. Can we? It's okay The tastes change. Then and now, it was a cool exercise for me. Thank you, Brian, for the, for the show idea, by it the way. It was a cool exercise for me to look back at the watches that I have liked and frankly continue to like against the watches that I feel are more appropriate for what I like now. It was cool. I liked it. I liked it a lot
1: too. Uh, and, and, and to your point, right. It's, it's neat to actually like face yourself, right. To visage the differences in your collecting styles. It, it and, and you know, this hobby's so dumb, Right. Uh, But to the extent you're going to engage in the hobby, it's interesting to be able to take a look at that. I think it's harder for guys like us, right? It's harder for guys like us that don't flip watches. Many of the people in the hobby, we've talked about this a lot. Many of the mm-hmm. people in this hobby are flippers. And so real time, right? You know, they're constantly able to observe. You know, we buy very few watches every year. We keep the watches we, we liked um yeah and and so there was some difficulty right it's like well i still
0: like all these watches all the watches i own i like i don't buy it until i love it right and then i love it and i'm not parting with it yeah even watches that i have that i don't particularly love anymore i'm not parting with because i loved them once it's that like Eighty-year-old marriage that like, and I they're not value. They're not valuable enough to th- sell. That's part of it, but it's also like, yeah, I fucking hate this old lady because we've been married for ninety years, but also, you know, I love her. She, she's my bitch. Yeah, that's my. This <laughs> is what I got. So, you know, that's what I have. Andrew, anything
1: else you want to add? I don't. Well, I wanna. I just want to thank you, Andrew. For, you should be for you. joining me today. Thank you. And I want to thank you at home for joining us for this episode. A 40 and 20 the Watch Clicker podcast. Uh, hey, look, if you want to check us out, you can do that at our website, watchclicker.com. Weekly reviews, Will's Always Got the Goods, articles. We've got a ton of writers that are contributing to the site now. Lots of good stuff. Check it out, watchclicker.com. You can also check us out on Instagram, at watchclicker, at 40and20. Uh, if you'd like, and and listen, I really I really hope you would like You can support 40 and 20 and watch clicker on patreon.com slash 40 and 20. You can donate whatever amount of money you want. A little bit, a lot, doesn't matter. Uh, That's how we keep the lights on, guys. Uh, Hosting, all that stuff, it gets pretty expensive. And also, don't forget to check us out next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like.
0: Bye-bye.